Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name is Sunny. I am here with my co-host, Caleb. Yo! And, of course, before we get too far in, we want to take a few moments to thank, of course, we're going to start with all of our patrons. So, a huge thank you to Cam Yang, Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Gate Guardian Support, HGH Cyber, Josh Rosen, Marshawn Jones, Zyphorus, Yeet the Feet, Zephyrius AD, Anthony Lila, Blackwing, Floodgate Armor Master, Branded Fart, Dank Nugs, Earth Machine Best Deck, I Am McLincoln, I'm a Wiener, Mountain Man, Mystic Mine, and Dino is Exceptional, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Rudolph, Tierlament, Sprite, Wake Up Bro, We Gotta Leave for Edison, The Hoover Dam is a Floodgate, Unbanned Number 95, Konami, Understanding and Reading are two different things, Virtually Saviors, World Zingus Khan, Aaron Gardner, Asami, Demolition Beaver, The Floodgate Destroyer, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, Nordic Best Deck, Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Praise Be to Mystic Mine, Our Lord and Savior, Protect Caleb at All Costs. <laughs> See, you have defenders out there. Ray Powell, Shockmaster did nothing wrong, slaking it up, and wait, what? There's no way I can legally say that. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. It means a ton to us. And of course, we want to take just a couple of moments to thank, first of all, Millennium Threads. Millennium Threads is an Etsy shop that you can go on to to find a ton of cool Yu-Gi-Oh clothing and apparel. They It is all custom embroidered stuff. So if you are ever wanting that really perfect addition to your look that is Yu-Gi-Oh related, be sure to check out Millennium Threads in the description. Also, we of course want to thank Dragon Shield for sponsoring the program. Dragon Shield is one of the largest TCG accessory manufacturers in the world. They make sleeves, deck boxes, binders, playmats, all of the things that you need to protect your very expensive shiny cardboard. So if you're interested in checking out more from TCG Player, be sure to go ahead and go on 
to their website using our link down below that is an affiliate link if you click it before you shop it will help us out tremendously as well as the tcg player affiliate link that i have seen that a lot of people have actually been using and we are very very thankful for that i mean how else are you going to get the cards to put in your sleeves that you got off of dragonshield.com hey you're not wrong Go so i'm off of tcgplayer.com yeah so if you want this <laughs> this great this great hand shuffle feel you can get that with dragon shield sleeves on cards bought from tcg player so last thing i'm gonna say before we get in if you're on apple or spotify if you want to leave a rating and a review and be sure to follow us that would be amazing so with that said why don't we get on into today's episode i figure we can start with we had a tournament this weekend huh? yes we did well why don't we go through we'll do a round by round and kind of talk about what we played, what we played against, how we did, things like that. And why don't you go ahead and start us off with your round one? Oh, sure. Uh, so I was playing uh, Marinces. My round one was, was against Branded Heroes. Oh, boy. Let me tell you. So what, what does that deck look like, or what's the goals? Okay, so I, he really couldn't get going, because I just kind of hand-trapped him to death. Uh-huh. But, like, one thing he did was he normal summoned... A luber attempted to activate effect and I impermed. Oh, that's rough. He's like, dang. Uh, did something splash summon Liquid Soldier to search? Not Liquid Soldier. He did something splash summon a hero monster to let him search out Fusion Destiny. Yeah. Activate Fusion Destiny. Ash. Oh, that's rough. He just went pass. I just full board Marin says OTK'd. That's uh, rough. Game two. For uh, him. Yeah. Game two, uh, pretty much the exact same thing. <laughs> Jeez, get him. Mm, round one, I played against Chris from Team APS. He was playing Libromancer. Ooh. I want to say that it was a 2-0. It might have been 2-1. I don't remember. <laughs> He's a very, very nice person. Super cool, dude. It's been a couple days. Yeah, uh, if you're listening, Chris, shoutouts to you for trading me that Ultimate Rare Karma Cut. Uh, if anybody has one that they want to offload, hit me up. I like Ultimate Rare Karma Cuts. But other than that, I think that it's just... I just... I think it was just 2-0. I don't think that there was anything in particular that was real crazy in that match. <laughs> uh Game 1 went kind of long. Game 1 went like 17 or 18 minutes. Jesus! I had to figure out what all his cards did. Fair enough. That's fair. So you had to read everything. Libromancers are a really cool deck. Don't get me wrong. I really like them. I, I really yeah. like the artwork and the way they function. Um, and the fact that they can run Hungry Burger. No problem. That is funny. Uh, but they have much better things to run than Hungry Burger of all things. Right. Speaking of Hungry Burger, I really want someone to please come up with a, sp with a Sprite build that runs Hungry Burger so I can call the deck McDonald's Sprite. Ah. Anyway, so round two? Sure, what'd you play? Okay, round two was against uh, Flu. Flu under ease. Oh, boy. So, game one, uh, I won the die roll, I go first. Uh, I break. Oh, that's rough. It's the only time I bricked all day, but I set Gozen and passed. So he... No, 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 I'm thinking of a different game. Okay, no, I went full board... Passed. He ate through all my negates. 
but I had a Gozen set, and I didn't flip the Gozen yet. I was waiting for him to, like, activate effect normal summon, because I, I was saving the Gozen in case he had map. So that way he kind of has a bad, you know, right. matchup. Um, he attempted, uh, he attempted, uh, he so he then he's throwing my gates. He's like, OK, cool. I can finally do this. Activate map, activate effective map. Sure. I flip goes him. Oof. So and he banished a uh, uh, eagle. And I think the one the, the the low level one that isn't that isn't water. Right. And so then he couldn't normal summon. Dang. Because he didn't have because he, he had some stretch to start, which is water. And he didn't have a, another water in his hand to keep going. <laughs> Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> um, game two, he went full board. Now I was like, okay, cool, let's go to game three. Game three, I drolled him. Oh, I mean, that's... That helps. He went normal zone Rabina, droll. And he and he attempted to book a moon it, and I used uh, uh, Argonaut to just negate the book a moon. Right. He just went, you got it. Right, right. Uh, round two, I played against Marinsus. I well, I guess we should tell people I was playing Sword Soul. Obviously, if you've been if you've been a long time listening, you know he's been playing Sword Soul. Yeah, for a while anyway. <laughs> yeah, so almost have it max rarity, almost. But I have, I was playing against Marinsus. Uh, shout out to Aaron from uh, Top Tier Gaming YGO. They are a wonderful YouTube channel with a lot of great, great, great competitive content, and they are local to Shreveport. And they're not huge, but they're also not small either. I think they're like close to 9K subs. Nice. Yeah. Good for them. So I played against Aaron from TTG, and he had, I think he, so if I'm not mistaken, he won the die roll, but I smoked him game one, and then he got me real good game two game three the three reason i remember me going first and getting game one or me him winning the die roll is because i remember telling myself wow that's crazy i'm gonna go second games one and two <laughs> and i know i went first game three because i went bored and he had a subpar hand but i misplayed like two or three times where at one point to activate a Chi Shao, I banished a Shadana. And that banished Shadana allowed him to use Blue Tang to run over my uh, my monk that was on the field. And I couldn't Shadana to pop his Blue Tang. So that basically allowed him to go full combo just off of that one mess up. Yep. So, and then he broke my board and I, I just didn't have it from there. I made other little misplays here and there, but that was the big notable one. Uh, what about round three? I played Cam. Our, our good friend Cam. Gotcha. Uh, he was running... What was it? Eldlich. Despio. Yeah, De- yeah, Despio Eldlich. Cam from Team Dark Realm Dealings. Yeah, he, he just could not get, get anything going. Right. I just kept going... Uh, I, 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 uh, I won the die roll there. Went full board. And he... Uh, normal summon a Luber, I think. I don't remember. But basically, I just hand-trapped him to death. Games one and two. Mm-hmm. And then... But, like, game two, he set five past. Whoa. And I just went... Interesting. I like it. And I twin-twister two of his cards, and I hit Judgment, and 
I remember uh, in a floodgate that actually would have stopped me there. Right. Um. Oh, he also said it was Zombie World. <laughs> oh, nice. That last game, uh, game one. Um. He was like, I don't know if this will do anything to you, but here it is. It did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Zombie World does not affect Marenses like at all. Which is kind of surprising, to be honest. It prevents them from going into exactly uh uh splash mage. They also can't use the effect of toad. No, they I guess they can't if you have silence you know or gamma still in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But like the only monster it keeps them from making is exact like I said, exactly the uh uh I just said it, splash mage, because he requires right. two cyberses. Um anyway, so then game two, he set five pass. I twin twisted a, uh, a floodgate and a judgment. I went cool, full board, and he looks at my board and goes, "This, this is gonna be rough." I was like, "Yeah, it is." Uh, attack with, uh, I think I made Kragen. Right there. No, no, no. I made no. I had Toad. I had a, I had a Toad. So I went attack with Toad. He went activate uh, Conk or Haquero. I don't remember which one. Right. And I said, it's good. And he chained uh, Scarlet Sanguine, and I went, Ash. Rough. He's like, ugh. Replay, attack over. Uh, cool. Next attack. I attack. I declared attack with uh, Bubble Reef, I think. Sure. No, Mar- it was Marble Rock. I declared attack with Marbled Rock, and he went, activate the other one. And I went, that's crazy. Thanks for game. Activate Argonaut, slash summoning the uh, anemone mm-hmm. to negate it, which gave me the extra body for game. Wow. Um, round three, I played against Eldritch, like like trap monkey flip Eldritch. Oh, standard standard Eldritch, nothing special. Yes. Uh, he was a newer player. He was very very nice, very cool guy, and. Uh, I had there was not much I could have done. He was just better. Hey, <laughs> he had more purple cards than me. Mm. So, and even game two, I had him just on like I had him on like three cards, and I I got baited everything. I had him on three cards, and I was like, all right, last thing I can do, normal summon Taya, activate effect. He goes solemn strike. I go, Red Reboot, let's go. And he goes, Solemn Judgment. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> kill me now. That is time in the round. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, no, he too owed me in like, yeah, like yeah. 12 minutes. Yeah. It happens, man, it happens. All right, what about round four? Okay, so keep in mind, at this point, I'm 3-0. I've never gone 3-0 before. 3-0 before. Right. I am nervous. Yeah, you're killing it, dog. So I choked. No, no. Uh, my next round was against Striker. This guy ended up topping. Yeah. So uh, in that, so in that game, um, game one, uh, we're going back and forth for a good ten minutes, just hand trapping the living crap out of each other. Sure. And finally, I have a blue tang in hand and like one other card, and he has one card in hand. Right. He draws for turn and goes. I'm sorry. And just lays down the Mystic Mine. That's rough. I have no main doubts to Mystic Mine. I'm like, it's game two, man. Oh, man. 
So game two, I side. So game two, I have go. You know, I'm siding it. I have Gozens in. I'm siding in. Um. Uh. I am drawing a blank on this trap card. I am picturing anti spell, anti -spell fragrance. Yeah, yeah. So we start. I go first. I set up. I kind of set up a board. He hand traps <laughs> the living crap out of me. I'm like, okay, cool. It be how it be. Right. It is what it is. So I make. Um. So I end up setting goes and blah blah blah. He uh, he nibbed me is what happened. Right. So he normal so he uh normal summons Ray. Mm -hmm. And I go that's that's no bueno. Uh, and I just go ahead and goes in right there. I should have waited. It ultimately ended up not matter. But me thinking about it later is like it doesn't really matter in that exact situation. In that exact situation. Right. Right. He chains makes uh, Kagari gets rid of the nips. So you can keep Kagari. Okay. Yeah, we're going back and forth. Uh, he ends up uh, cosmic cycloning or twin twister. I don't remember. He ends up outing my uh, Gozen, mm -hmm. and then I end up just flipping anti spell. And he's like, "How many floodgates do you run?" A bunch. Anyway, I flub because I forgot to activate Marble Rock one one turn. Oh, rip. to return uh, the blue tank back to my hand where I could have just gone in for lethal and I I whiffed on it. Yeah, and that and that gave him game because we went into time and he had more life points than I did oh that's rough so round four I played against punk synchro this was somebody that we know very well from the streetport shop and I I want to say I won game one he won game two and game three was a really ugly game. All right, but we had this great moment. Do you know the song that goes da 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 Yeah, it's Kiss from Rose. Okay. So he, I'm comboing, and he's got nothing. Or at least he seems like he has nothing. And he's like, yeah, do thing. I'm combo. I'm, I'm going at it. I'm going nuts. Going full swoo-swoo combo. Right. So I went on Baron T-Shout Blackout Improm. Right. Blackout Improm. Jesus. Yeah. And I have a hand trap in my hand. And he says, and that's when, near the end of my combo, is when I realize what song he's humming. As I'm finishing my combo, I go, I go, oh man. I said, I wish you hadn't done that. That song's gonna be stuck in my head all day now. And he's like, oh yeah, it's a great song. We're humming it. Yeah, moment there. Yeah. And then I said, all right, well, that was fun. Pass turn. It was, all right, cool. And he draws a turn. And I go, man, I'm so glad you didn't nib me there. I said, I almost kind of wish you had. That way I could have had it out the way. But I'm glad you didn't. No, I still have my bear in the gate. And he goes, No! <laughs> I said, I was fully expecting you to have nib there. And he looks down and goes, No! And he said, He's yelled and said a bunch of mean words. Not to me, just in general. To, to himself, mostly. Yeah. He had the nib in hand, got distracted by Kiss from a Rose, and forgot, and to, forgot nib. to activate it. <laughs> Whoops! And then, what's even crazier is. He managed to pretty much out my board over the course of a couple of turns. 
Because even with the dead Niven hand that he didn't use, he go he he still had a lightning storm that I negated. Ooh. Yeah, if he nibbed right there and I used the Baron negate, then he immediately lightning storms my field. So he goes with a Z Amen. And then he goes I negate with Chi Shao. And he has something else, negated with Imperm. He got rid of my blackout. And then he made Psychic and Punisher and sat on it. Right. So, it was not fun. So he kills my, kills my Chi Shao. Gets rid of the Baron with Psychic and Punisher's effect. And just continued to stay below me in life. And then he just stayed below me in life. And he stayed, kept staying below me in life. And then time was called. And I was up like 4k in life. But I also threw that by really hard. Because at one point I made a Cheng Ying. And I didn't at Psychic again. Punisher was only unaffected by activated effects. Yeah. And the Cheng Ying should have killed right there. But I didn't. It, because it, I didn't think it's, about it. It's weird. What other card is only is only unaffected by activated effects. But is still affected by continuous effects. It's weird. So. Or vice versa. And the worst part is I should have known that. Because I play Psychic again Punisher in my Sword Soul deck. But, to be fair, I also don't really use it often, so. <laughs> I mean, I imagine it's actually, it's pretty difficult for your deck to actually, it can hit it, but it prefers to hit other. It prefers to do other things, but it's really easy to hit. Okay. Because either Ashuna or Vishuda plus any of the Sword Soul tokens. Oh, got it. It's easy to do. I would just rather do something else. Yeah, yeah, which is fair. Right. So we go to time. Time is called. I'm comboing in uh, with like. He passes with like a minute left, not realizing what the time situation is. And I look up the clock. See, there's like a minute left. And I just start comboing and doing things. I make my own Psychic Camp Punisher. And I get ready to go to battle. And right as I'm about to go to battle, they call time and round. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to make my own Psychic Camp Punisher and then go to battle. And they would both gain the same amount of attack, and I would just crash. <laughs> so. All right. I mean, hey. What about, what about your round five? So round five, I play I, again. At this point, I'm 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, at this point, I am, uh, what is it, 3-1. Yes. Next up, I'm up against a weird zombie synchro pile. Oh, dude, that deck is so cool. And it, it really is really cool. Um, game one, uh, I, I lose the die roll. He goes first. He presents a board. Sure. I hand trap him to death. Love you, Patty. Yeah, um, that's it. That's who he's playing against, Patty. Yeah. Uh, so then I go. So then I go full board, and I start doing things. Uh, can't quite kill him, and I pass. Right. Sure. I leave him on seven hundred. Sure. I pass. He's in like in the middle of him doing stuff during his turn. I realize I could have made Kragen. Oh no! And that, and and that would have been lethal. Yeah, so I uh I still won that one, but, but it, it took way longer than it needed to. Way, 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 way longer. Like that game went another like twenty minutes, didn't it? Yeah. So then game two, um, he goes first again, full board, blah. But we were going back and forth. Um, he's able to like just crash into me for a crap ton of damage. Sure. And passes, 
and within my within the time limit, I'm not able to put him down enough to be below beneath me life points. Right. Then time gets called. He wins the game. That game. So it's a tie. That's that sucks. But the thing is, when uh, when time got called, I had uh I had a spell trap negate and a wave in hand. Oh okay. He was top decking. Gotcha. Well, if at I'm, the end of the day, though, it's a tie, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, had I not missed Lethal, I probably would have won that game. Probably. Well, I, I don't fully know everything he had, like, in the graveyard and stuff. I didn't fully understand how all of it worked. So he probably had, like, an ace up his sleeve or something, knowing Patty. Yeah, yeah. He, he probably had, like, a bunch of stuff he could do just without even drawing. Right. But, I mean, it, it'd be how it'd be. Yeah, we don't know the intricacies of that deck, so... Yeah. Uh, let's see, round six, I play... Wait, or, or, I'm on round five. Yeah. Round five, I played against Trap Held Lich again. Ugh! Yeah. And this time, I did not draw Red Reboot, but I didn't need it. I took a different approach to this game, because I know that Eldritch is a control deck, and most control decks work in close to the same way. And they really work on, they want to be up in advantage at all times and grind the game into their favor. So I focused on smart two for one trades, smart one for one trades, things like that. Yeah, to keep the keep his advantage from being swung too far. Right, and I never, I never just went for a blowout kill. I had a couple of moments where I maybe could have gone for a blowout kill. But, but it was he, safer not to. Right, he has, he has three back row and it's like, yeah, I know, I know a couple of them. So I'm just gonna, not gonna worry about. It. I'm just gonna sit on my like, you know, three thousand beater or twenty hundred beater and just, yeah. and just beat them. And I did that for two games and it worked. So, well, I mean, sometimes the best thing to do is just make a single good play and then just sit on it against trap decks like that. Right, because to be honest, I just kept going and I never saw any side deck cards, no twins, Bro. no reboots, nothing. I just beat them. Old fashioned, bro. Nice person. Just I just beat him. Yeah. You know. All right. What about your round six? Last round of the day. Round six. I played Trevor from Team Dark Arm Dealings. Yep. And this is a win and in for both of you. Yep. So I so at this point I've uh so those past two games I was missing stuff because I was super nervous. At this point I've calmed down a little bit. Sure. Um, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be my best game. I entered the zone. And then you saw the pairing against Trevor. And I was like, beep. <laughs> no, literally, I said one four-letter word that I'm not going to say on this podcast. Yeah. Just to keep PG-13. And <laughs> it starts and ends with the same letters as fire truck. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, 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 okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's just Trevor. It's just Trevor. He's a cool dude. Good player. And you know what his deck does. Yeah, because it's a mirror. So, so we start getting into it. It's just hand trap central. I win the die roll, attempt to set up a board. He hand traps me to crap per and back. Yeah, perfectly just stop you. Yeah, so then pass. I do the same. Sure. But he's but like, I still went for the um, Argonaut. I was still able to make Argonaut with like one thing equipped to it. Sure. For one spell, trap negate. Um, Did you have the wave also? No. He stopped me from getting wave. Rough. 
Anyway, so uh, so what ends up happening is he instead he makes Bubble Reef. Okay. Which makes which is bigger than our Argonaut, and he just runs it over. Right. And I realized I should have made Bubble Reef instead of Argonaut, because now he's sitting there drawing extra cards. Right. And I'm like, oh no. Oh no 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 no. Um, and that was actually enough to tilt um, the game in his favor. Just do just do just that one extra draw. That one extra draw he got. Right. Um. Well, in the moment, didn't really do anything, but I I wasn't able to out the grape the bubble reef pass, and he got another draw off of it. Right. So he's done plus two off the bubble reef at this point. So this ends your day, right? Yeah. That that it that ends that game. Uh, game two, exact same thing happened. Oh, okay. We hand-trapped each other crap, but he was just a lot better at uh, managing uh, what little resources that we both had access to from just being hand-trapped out. So, I'm interested, how did you feel about your build versus the other ones that we saw? Well, I guess I can do my last round, and then we'll talk about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, your final record was what? Oh, uh, X, uh, X, yeah, that'd be three, two, one. Okay. Three wins, two losses, one tie. And what is your final standing? I think it was like 16th. Yeah, I think something like that. At a 48? Yes. Top third. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, still, I still made top 16. True. So... We'll get him next time. <laughs> <laughs> mission, mission failed. We'll get him next time. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. I don't even play Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know it. Yeah, it's classic. I mean, anyway, your last round. Yeah, Sure. My last round, I played against Swoo Swoo. I played the mirror match, Sword Soul. Ooh, we both played mirrors. We did. Uh, friend of the podcast, uh, a friend of ours. Of course, it's it's basically locals. They're all friends. Um, smoked him game one. Game two, he smoked me because he chose to go second and had Lightning Storm Droplet. Jesus. Yeah, he activated Lightning Storm. I said Baron Negate. And he said, Droplet Negate Baron, send Lightning Storm. I'm like... You got it, dog. And he full comboed me and killed me right there. And then game three, I just set up enough board where he couldn't beat me. And I just, he just his that. hand wasn't quite good enough. And I just, I killed him next turn. Nice. So, nice. yeah, it worked out well. What's your fi- so your final score for the day was? 4-2. Four 4-2. Two. Four two. And that puts you in what, 13th? Yes. So. Yeah, no X2's gotten to top uh, I was top about eight. to say, for those keeping track <clears throat> at home, I went X2. And I did not top, which is disappointing to say the least. To drive all the way there, get do X two and not top. Yeah, I have what is honestly not a terrible day, as far as actual record, and just not top. Just not, just cause it didn't even bubble out because no one who was X two made top eight. Right, because there were so many ties. But next weekend. Dallas Fort Worth Regional. Woo, we will be there. August 6th. If you're there, hit us up. We want to see everyone. We'll have Sharpies. We can sign cards. We can sign playmats. We can talk and hang out and say hey for a few minutes. Yeah, we can trade. Whatever you want to do. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm so excited to be going to a big regional we went to some smaller ones, and somehow people recognized us. Yeah, crazy. Surprised me. Yeah, same. So we'll we should be wearing our podcast T-shirts, not podcast hoodies because they're black and it's summertime in Texas. Yeah, it's hot, too hot. Ah, 
All right. But we will be there and we will be repping. So come find us. Yeah. So uh, real quick, uh, did you learn anything from this past weekend? Because I had two major lessons beaten into me this past weekend. Um, yes, I did learn a couple of things. Uh, first of all, just because you're X2 doesn't mean you top. Yeah, I learned that one. Because zero X2s topped at this case tournament. Uh, the other thing I learned is people have no idea that the concept of pre-sales means that cards are overpriced for no reason. Oh, yeah. To the moon. Right. There was one splite blue pulled in the whole shop. Keep in mind, while there was 48 people in the tournament, there was a mess up with the ordering process for the cards. So stock there, was incredibly limited. Half a case for a whole shop full of people. Yep. Right. So one splite blue was pulled. I offered cash money for it. And my number was too low, even though it was not TCG player pre-sales, but it was the Gamer's Choice pre-sale price. I offered 50 mm-hmm. cash, like $20, $20 bills. I offered 50 Nope. Too low. They're way higher. Okay. I said, well, if, it's, if you still have it at the end of the day, if you haven't sold it yet, my, I'll come, my offer will stand. Right. I'll come back and I'll check in with you. He said, all right, sure. I came back at the end of the day. I was like, hey, you still have it? He said, yeah, I still got it. I said, 50? He said, no, I'm just going to hold it. All right, cool. All All right, right, bro. Your decision, mate. Yeah, so if you're at the regional next weekend and you have sprite cards like Blue and Elf and Gigantic and Starter and you want to sell them for cash, I will be there with cash in hand to buy them. Fair enough. So, Uh, yeah. I I had two major lessons. One, Toad cannot negate uh, effects that are already face up. What? Yeah. Hold on, let me read his effect real quick. What do you mean effects that are already face up? Hold on. Uh, because in the me in the uh when I was up against Patty, sure. Uh, he had uh like a continuous spell or continuous trap that was already face up, and he activated uh-huh. it. And I went to Toad Negate. Okay. He can't. Okay, so Toad says, "Let's see." Once a turn during the other player's turn, when your opponent activates a spell trap card or monster effect. You can send one Aquatype monster from your hand or face up field to the graveyard and negate the activation. And if you do destroy that card, then you can set it to your field. Did you call a judge? Yes. Really? Yes. So if somebody activates Fateful Adventure oh, nope. while on the field. Nope. I misremembered. It was Argonaut. Argonaut. Oh, I was like, that doesn't sound right. My bad. I, I, misrem- I got the two mixed up. I had them both on field. It was Argonaut. Okay, Argonaut says, "Oh my gosh, there's so many words, and they're all so you know, small." You know, you know. Let me read. Let me read no, the. No, 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 okay, okay. I gotta, I gotta read these cards. I gotta learn them. Fair enough. Especially Toad. All right, let's see. It's been a couple of days. During your opponent's turn, when a spell trap card or effect is activated on the field, quick effect, you can special summon one of your Marinsis monsters, oh. monster cards equipped to this card, and if you do, negate that activated effect. Oh no, I've already forgotten the exact... It was a weird thing. Judge was called. They went, yeah, that's how that works. And now I don't remember it. Crap. Well, I imagine that the card would have to be activated on the field. Yeah. Like, uh, if I banish Heavenly Dragon Circle from my graveyard to activate its effect, you can't yeah, negate yeah, that. 
I don't remember what it was, but basically there was like this weird thing, and I was like, and now I can't remember, which is no bueno, where one of my things could not negate a... Oh, imperm. A face-up... Is imperm activated in the hand or on the field? It's on field. Oh. It gets played on field. Uh, could not act, could not negate an already face-up... Um, like well, field spell or something? No, it was uh, one of the adventure cards, uh, the continuous spell. Faithful. Yeah, it was faithful. Yeah, I couldn't negate the faithful because it was already face up. I was like, ah. Gotcha. Yeah, called the judge. They're like, yeah, yeah, no, that's how that works. It's like, ah. Number two, the the big one that I was like, no, I have to take this to heart from now on. Sure. Have a main decked out for Mystic Mind. Oh, dog, dude, I'm not even gonna lie to you. My deck before this weekend, we were on our way to the tournament. I was like, man, maybe I should deck in one copy of Harpy's Feather Duster. Just throw it in on my deck list and just roll, right? I ended up not doing it. Uh, I regret it. I saw multiple Trap Eldritch. Should have been decking in one something. But I didn't see any Mystic Mime. But I'm really anticipating seeing Mystic Mime this weekend. I am. I have one Feather Duster decked into the main deck for this weekend. Yeah, I, I, got, I got something interesting in mind. I don't want to talk about it. but Oh, dude. I'll talk about it after next weekend. Okay, fine. Okay, it's just Harpy's main Harpy's Feather Duster 2. Ah, you... Oh, man, you <laughs> baited me. <laughs> you baited. Uh, All right. Yeah, Bef- yeah, major lessons learned. Moving on. Yeah, so before we move on, I would like to take a moment to thank one of our sponsors, ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. ETB is your one-stop shop for all of your card game needs. They have everything you need for Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Digimon, and they have all of your sleeves, trading cards, like the singles and sealed product. They have all of your binders, deck boxes, play mats. They have stuff for even your tabletop gaming needs. They have the guidebooks. I think they have 5th edition, 4th edition, mm-hmm. and many more. Uh, I don't think they have 4th, but they do definitely have 5th. A bunch of 5th. Yeah, sure. They have a bunch of guidebooks. They have everything that you need for your tabletop, like all of the figurines, the paint for them, the big table-sized mats, everything that you need for all of those various things. Be sure to check them out. Their link is in the description down below. Now... Let's get on into our other topic of the day, which is I want to talk a little bit more about the meta that we're leaving and the meta that we're going to. So, oh boy, <laughs> I think that these are going to be two. I don't know that they're going to be quite as vastly different as people anticipate. Sure. Sprite and tier limit are very, very good. I don't know that they're quite as good as everybody thinks i mean everybody's thinking it's going to be tier zero i neither of them will be guaranteed because the other exists yeah i wholeheartedly disagree yeah i don't think either of them will be tier zero here's an interesting question which one is better than the other short term and long term okay short term i do believe sprite is 100 going to be better just you know the immediate sure with what they i mean because it's ridiculous what they already have tier lament though i think depending upon how the next ban list goes and uh the future set releases like all the new imports and stuff we get sure, in the future that sure. kind of thing i think tier lament might end up like in the long long term when people are looking back on this format i think tier lament's going to be the better deck okay so I think in the short term, like you said, at the beginning of the format, Sprite will see more more tops 
like this weekend and next weekend. But I think by the time we get to YCS Niagara in six weeks, people are going to be really surprised at how much tier element is in that top cut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They're going to be. I think the reason is because that deck is not figured out yet. I don't know, like, in, like, people haven't, like, the deck hasn't been solved yet, and people are already putting out boards of, like, a properly fusion-summoned Millenniumized Restrict, which, yeah. which in and of itself is ridiculous, um, on top of a pair of, uh, what was it, the, uh, Predaplant, uh, the Dragus Topelia, yeah, yeah, and a pair of Dragus Topelias for monster for two, uh, on-board, on-field monster negates. Yes. That don't that are not only monster negates, they also uh level modulate. Yeah. It's a really really interesting deck. And I really can't wait to see what comes from it. Oh yeah, the big time. That's going to be absolutely fascinating to watch. Right. Develop as uh you know, time goes on, people find out new techs, that kind of thing. Here's the other thing. I don't know that those decks even with them potentially getting better over time are that much better than the current power ceiling that we already have. Now, if we were to get a ban list, that changes things significantly. It allows us to reset the power level in the format, put a cap on the old decks, and really let Sprite and Tier Element have their way which is both a good thing and a bad thing. So I think early on, before the ban list, this may be one of the most diverse formats that we've had. I think it could be every bit as diverse or more than what we have now. The only thing is, I don't know that, I think that tier limit and Sprite will power creep the decks that are rogue right now to the point where, yeah, unless, Instead of a top three decks with 10 rogue, you'll have a top five decks with like six or seven, two or three, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, no. I think, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to cut you off. But yeah, like I was about to say, cause like, cause like unless, like, cause like unless of those rogue decks that have stuff on the ban list, lest, unless they release that, that stuff, they're not going to be able to keep up. They're just not like, right. Like you know, like like Dino would probably need to get more misc, right? Just to keep, just to even have a chance at uh, doing anything against uh, sprites. And I think it's such an interesting dynamic because the where we where we're at right now, you're looking at the top three decks being Punk Synchro, Sword Soul, and Despia probably. Yeah. So those are your top three decks then when you get into the more rogue decks, those decks are all significantly more powerful. So if you look at something like that versus Tri-Brigade or Marincess, which is a good deck, but at this point, it's still not quite tier one. No. So when you look into adding in Sprite and tier limits to the mix... To me, it would seem more that those three decks become fringe of tier one. Yeah. If they're tier one <clears throat> at all. Well, 
Uh, well, I think at that point, um, I think Des the Despita just kind of vaporizes because Tier Element does what it does better. I don't know that it does it better. Just... <sighs> well, I mean, because like... It, it it's, a, it's a little bit e more difficult to interrupt, but the yeah. end boards aren't necessarily always quite as strong. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean... People haven't even decided if they want to run cards like Guardian Chimera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, a big part of that is Tournament not even being solved yet. Because we don't even have the Ishizu stuff. And the Ishizu stuff kicks that deck into overdrive. On normal summon, I'm just going to mill five. Right. Hey, look at that. I milled my starters. Perfect. Activate their effects and just go ham. Right, right. Yeah, there's so many different ways to go, but... I think that at the end of the day, you're looking at a format with four to five decks that stand out above and the rest to a point where you can actually plan for the format. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it most you can definitely have a much big, much better go, uh, much better game plan uh, going into tournaments and such because you know what decks you're gonna see. Yeah, I think the issue that you're gonna have is when top cut is really diverse looking but the decks that are there that don't belong there the decks that are there that are not as good are there because they are running a bunch of floodgates that yeah. are keeping them in it decks like sky striker decks like i don't know sky striker is just the first one that comes to mind yeah, uh, old lich right uh... decks that are not as strong well i guess those and people are going to say, but those are control decks. That's what they do. The lower power ceiling, higher, you know. Well, I mean, well, I mean, even Sword Soul can run some. Uh, I mean, I'm running anti-spell and rivalry right now on my side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, then I've got anti-spell. Well, I had anti-spell. No, I still have anti-spell. Yeah, I have, I, I have anti-spell and Gozen. Um, thing is, Sprite and Tier Element can't, like, Sprite can't really run any Floodgates. They don't want to do rivalry because, yeah, all their stuff is thunder, but they also need access to their aquas. Right. So they can, you know, make toad. Um, tier elements are like all over the place with their typings because they're because they fuse into just generic fusions. Yes. And then with uh, what was it? King of the Swamp? Yes. Yeah. It's how they get into the more non-generic fusions like Millennium Eyes Restrict. Yeah. And for those that don't know, King of the Swamps is a level three aqua effect monster. It says this card can be used as a, as a substitute for any one fusion material whose name is specifically listed on the fusion monster card, but the other ma material must be correct. You can discard this card to the graveyard, add one polymerization from deck to hand. Yeah. So they'll like uh, pitch that to get the polymerization. They don't care about the polymerization itself. It's the fact they can just put it in grave for free. Right. Uh, and then they'll use one of their monster effects to fuse it with the tier element. Because yes. the Tier effects are that you have to you fuse them by shuffling them back in, from your graveyard back into your deck. And you have to use the one that you're activating. Yes. So that is uh, Thousand Eyes Restrict plus an Effect Monster. Millennium Eyes Restrict. Right, exactly. And that's how they're pulling that off. Right. And then Dragos Topelios are just two dark monsters. So they'll, it's, it's ridiculous. And that's just that board. Yeah, um, and the deck doesn't know what it wants to do. It can also end on a window. It can end on a Dark Law. Oh yeah, like like the, like like people haven't figured out what the deck what they actually want to do with the deck, and then 
I heard one person who was talking about the deck. I don't remember who it was. It was, it was one of the YouTubers. But it was saying, um, the deck's kind of the deck's kind of RNG, but your opening hand will almost always give you a line of some kind. You just got to figure out what your end board's going to be. Right. So you're basically drawing your hand. It, I think the best way to describe it, it's kind of like rolling dice, and that'll determine what your end board will be. So like, if you roll a like a like a pair of threes, like I just rolled dice for this, uh, you'll end on the Millennium Eyes Restrict, uh, Jarkus Topelia, Jarkus Topelia board. Right. Uh, and the next hand, you'll go, okay, cool, I can't do that line, so instead I'm going to end on uh, a window and this and that and. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but ultimately it comes down to you probably... And I think that's actually kind of what makes the deck a little hard to hand trap is because you don't know what line they're trying to go down until you're late in the line. Yeah. All right. You want to do some mailbag? Yeah, sure. All right. Should Konami put Recital starting to two given the deck fell off hard and hasn't come back since the two big hits to the deck? That's a good question. I don't know how I feel about that. I am perfectly fine with Recital Starling being at one for now. Doesn't bother me at all. Doesn't hurt me at all. Let it stay, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I see nothing but problems with it coming higher on the list. It, it and my if, my issue is that it's not once per turn. And I ran the deck, and even I went, "This is degenerate and disgusting." Right. All right. Um, next. Well, the conversation went on, and somebody said you may as well bring back Dryden too. And. Uh, I mean, I I would be fine with Dryden coming back if we're being honest here. I mean, yeah, just like one Dryden. Yeah. All right. Next we have. If you were in charge of the next legendary duelist pack, what would your theme be, and which archetypes would you choose to support in it? I would do fire, and I would support volcanics. Pain ninety six. We're looking at you, boy. <laughs> All right. I think. If I'm being honest with you, legendary duelist Leo. Oh, get more more Morphtronic stuff. No more. Oh, is Leo Morphtronics? Yeah. Whoever the fluffle guy is, I don't know. I want more fluffle oh, cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. I, I I can't think of his name, but he's like Leo from a the fusion dimension. Right. If I remember correctly. Uh, if you were in charge of the oh wait, I, I already said that. What is the most disappointing archetype to you over the past few years? Ooh. Most disappointing archetype. Probably for me, it probably be, it would probably be B Trooper. Oh, that's such a good answer. Cause like its first wave is a like its first wave of stuff was all really solid, really good stuff. New waves coming in, we're excited. It's all garbage. Yeah, it's. You might honestly, I think your answer is just correct. And I hate to say that because I hate saying that something is just correct when it's so subjective. Yeah, yeah. But I think that that answer is maybe the best answer possible. If I had to say anything else, I would say something really controversial and say Dogmatica. To be fair, name one card that isn't Ecclesia, Florida or Maximus. One monster that isn't one of those three. Dogmatica Aiden. Iron Punch. I, I opened a lot of Rise of the Duelist. Fair enough. Uh, I would also say Dogmatic and Nexus. Yes. Uh, Nexus oh. is also one. And then, ah, uh, I, I thought the name and I forgot it as soon as I thought it. To me, Dogmatica was always just a small package that you played in other decks. Yeah, yeah. It had a whole archetype to it. No one cared. Right. 
All right. Suppose there was a format with no forbidden or limited list. What would the most dominant? What would be the most dominant deck or decks? Oh, uh, Zodiac with uh, playing twenty hand traps for all the FTKs. I was gonna say it, I, I was gonna say it was gonna be a tie between either Zodiac or full power spellbooks. Nah, nope. Full power spellbooks are not even close. The only reason why I say that is because they can put out Jaugen and just turn skip their opponent. You gotta say yes, otherwise yeah. people, people, oh, yeah, yeah, people yeah. can't hear you nodding. Yeah, yeah, my baby. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly why I say you can just pump out a Yalgan and right. GG. <sighs> Do you remember where you were for the Minneapolis Miracle? Okay, Caleb, you're not a football fan, so you're not gonna get this. This is directly okay. like at shot you. at me. Yeah, go for it. So. There was a, an NFC divisional round playoff game about three or four years ago. Okay, I'm going to pretend like I know what that is. It's a second round of the playoffs. If you win that game, then you would need to win one more game to get to the Super Bowl. Got it. The Saints are on the road in Minneapolis, Minnesota, playing the Vikings. Vikings are in their new stadium. First playoff game in the new stadium. It's beautiful. They have a journeyman at quarterback it's like a miracle run for the vikings and the saints are one of the most dominant teams in the nfc Mm -hmm. and even though they had an amazing record they ended up as a wild card or something weird even though they had such a good record i don't know it was weird but we actually had a either a better record than they did or like about the same the teams were pretty much equal at the end of the first half, the score was 24 to 3 Vikings. It was a blowout. Jesus. The Saints came out in the second half and didn't allow us another Vikings point. Oh. And the Saints put up 23 points to make the score 26-24. Jesus. The, it was a, such a tight game. I went into it saying the Saints have been bad for several years in a row. And I told myself Surely they can't be bad another year in a row. No, 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 no. I said, going into that game, I'm just happy we had a good year. If we get blown out, we get blown out. It, it, it be how it be. Right. If we blow them out, I'll be happy. We blew them out. Woo! What I don't want... Had them in the first half, not gonna lie. Is to lose a nail-biter game. So I'm sitting at the floor of my in-laws. I'm watching the first half. I'm like, okay, well, it happened. It's fine. It's the Vikings here. They're, have, they're, have, they're doing good. I like the Vikings. And then the comeback happened. I sat on the floor of my in-laws living room with my son in my lap because I put him in my lap at halftime. He wasn't old enough to like walk it or anything yet. He was in my lap and... We came out, immediately scored a touchdown after the half, and I was like, oh, you're not moving for the rest of the game. You're going to stay in my lap. You're my lucky charm now. (laughs) And we came back. He stayed in my lap the entire time. And then the Vikings got the ball back with 20 seconds left. Ooh, they got 20 seconds. A couple quick plays. They've got like 10 seconds left. Clock's running. Yeah. They run up to the line. They snap the ball. Quarterback drops back. <gasps> Wide receiver goes down the right side of the field. He jumps up on the sideline. 
makes it makes the catch. He he catches the ball. He is still 50 to 60 yards from the end zone. He catches the ball. Stephon Diggs. Great wide receiver. The Saints safety comes down like a tank and goes for the kill shot. This wide receiver doesn't have a chance. He's in the air. He's basically defenseless. The Saints safety is coming down like a like a freight train. The wide receiver jumped a little higher than the safety was anticipating, and the safety went low because if you go high right there, that's a penalty because you can hurt the player. Yeah. So you have to go a little bit lower to try to not hurt them. So yeah. he, he went a little bit lower, completely whiffed the tackle. Not whiffed, he whiffed. Went completely clean under him. The wide receiver comes down with the ball, looks around, and there's nobody within 20 yards of him, and he sprints down the field and into the end zone. It is the first time in NFL playoff history that a game has ended in a lead-changing walk-off touchdown. Oh my god. They call it the Minneapolis Miracle. And my son has not watched a football game with me since. <laughs> all, I, all that happens is heartbreak. I just want you to know. It's okay. The, Vi- the Vikings got blown out next week by the Eagles who went on to win the Super Bowl. It's okay. I just want you to know that all my like <gasps> and, <gasps> and gasp and stuff was entirely theatrical. Because you don't care at all about football. I get it. That's yeah. fine. I, I get it. But I understand you like it, so I'm just pretending here. To- I went on a long drive after that and <laughs> contemplated life. I muted all of my group chats that are football related for six months. And that is not an exaggeration. Six months before I could think about football again. I was that devastated. So anyway, we're starting a fantasy football league in the Discord server for those that are interested. It's only 12 spots are available because I hate myself. All right. So we have a... Do you think generic cards for both the main and extra are good or bad for the game? Also, should Kanavi move away from generic support cards? Uh, I think generic cards in the main deck, like Droplet, Ash, etc., are great for the game. I'm fine with them. The power signal of the game is so high that you have to have generic main deck cards like that. That's fine. I do have an issue with generic extra deck cards like Barone, Hauk, and Zeus. I have issues with those cards because, to me... They're so, so, so much more powerful because you don't have to search them and they're generic and easy to make. Okay. Here are some generic cards I'm perfectly fine with, main deck wise. Sure. I like main deck cards that are a lot, kind of like Silent Sea Nettle, where right. it's a generic aqua, it's a generic water card. Dino Wrestler Pankertops. Pankertops. Generic, uh, well. Can uh, it pop any dinosaur or does it have to be a beast or does it have to be a Dino Wrestler? It tributes a Dino Wrestler. Okay, uh, Alpha Master Beast can tribute any, or can use, bounce any Beast Beast Warrior exactly. Wing Beast for his effect. Or, um, or how the, like, I'm trying to think of some other, like, g- great examples. Just, like, stuff that's, like, kind of generic, but not all the way generic. Yeah, lo- um, or, like, for the extra deck, I'm, like, perfectly fine with stuff like Splash Mage, where it's just two cybers, special cybers. It is cybers dependent. Right. Or even, like, even the Marincess, like, some we'll of call, the- We'll call it- Semi-generic. Yeah, even like some of the princesses are water generic. Just two water monsters. Boom, right. Um, area just is like the charmers themselves, the charmer link monsters, perfectly fine because it's just one, like the those 
cards that are generic, but because but they still align to a specific thing of some sort, right? Instead of being dependent on like a uh, 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 archetype, right? Um, I am a firm believer that Borlode Savage Dragon should require a, a dragon for its synchro summon. I believe that Borlode Savage should have required a tuner and one or more non-tuner, including a dragon. Yeah, including a no, including a dark dragon. Or even a rocket monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, including a rocket monster. Yeah, you could use, like, uh, a tuner rocket and a non-tuner non-rocket. Or you could use a non-tuner, or you could use a tuner and then a non-tuner rocket. Beside the point. Yeah, like, like one tuner, one or more non-tuners. Open parentheses, at a- least one monster used for the synchro summon must be a yeah. rocket monster. Or just including a rocket uh, after the materials. Right. Like they do with um, ex- uh, some links saying, like, two or more effect monsters, including a link monster on, like, right. Avermax, um, as an example. So, like, I'm fine with those. Like, I'm fine with those. And I'm also perfectly fine with uh, main deck stuff like, like you said, Droplet, Triple Tack, uh, Thunder, 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 Lightning Storm. Yeah, yeah. Keep trying to say Thunderstorm. Different card. All right. Chowder, Gumball, or Adventure Time. Did you ever watch them? Which is your favorite? I have watched all three. To completion? Uh, I, I missed the the like the last couple episodes of Adventure Time. Okay. I've watched all the other shows to completion. Of the three, which one do you think is my favorite? Adventure Time. No, Gumball. Damn! Should have gone with your first guess. It's Adventure Time. I have an enormous amount of gumball respect for gumball. Oh no no, gumball is my second favorite. I I've never really watched Chowder. I couldn't get into it. It was too dumb. I really okay. So Chowder had a so like when I first started watching Chowder, I was like, eh, this is meh. But then they mid sh- mid yeah. But then like after about halfway through season one, they started making jokes where I was like, you're you're kidding me. You did not make. And started making like hilarious meta jokes. Right. Like there was like there was one episode where a character named Gaspacho was talking to Chowder. Sure. And Chowder like turns around and like bumps into the screen and it smudges the Cartoon Network logo. Ah. And, and Gaspacho's like, oh come on, now I gotta clean that. All right, zoom it in and it, like zooms out. I said zoom it in. Zooms in. <laughs> Takes a marker, puts it back. That's funny. Fixed. Okay. I like, and I like in Gumball. The anime references that they do. Yes. Uh, but That's the best part about it. I will me. say my favorite joke in all of Chowder uh, was, I don't remember the full episode, but basically Mung Dal, the chef, says, you see Chowder, women have these things in their bodies called expectations. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not like this. I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. I don't remember the full joke, but it is amazing and i have deep respect for all three shows but of the three my favorite is Ch- is uh adventure time followed by uh gumball followed by chowder in that order um between those three shows i actually i watched probably the most adventure time and i love adventure time and gumball to death i really do if I have to pick one, though, it's probably Adventure Time. So I guess I'm, I have the same order as you. Also, I have not 
been able to really look into any of the post-show stuff that came out, including the new right, show. Right, right. I, I just haven't had the opportunity to look at the comics or anything like that, unfortunately. But from what I've heard, it's good. Yep. All right. That'll wrap us up for today's episode of the podcast. We really hope that you enjoyed. If you did, if you're, if you're not already, be sure to subscribe on YouTube. It would really help us out a ton. Be sure to recommend the podcast to your friends. We are, we've hit kind of a plateau in our growth, which is alarming and frustrating. Um, we don't think that we're going to like die out, but plateaus are frustrating as a creator. Yeah, yeah, but everyone hits a plateau. We're going to break through. Yeah, for sure. It's just with, with, with our frustrations, with our, you know? We shall break through with our giga drill that shall pierce the heavens. Sorry. Something I, like that. Sorry. I had to say that. No, 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 it's fine. Get it out of your system. It's okay. I did. So, <laughs> please be sure to subscribe to our YouTube, follow us, recommend us to your friends. It really helps us out a ton. Leave a comment on the video telling us what you think about whatever we talked about. And also, be sure to check out our TCG Player affiliate link as well as our Dragon Shield affiliate link. Helps us out a ton when you guys use that. And I believe that that is... Oh, uh, and check out ETB, Millennium Threads, and Team Dad, of course. So, with all that said, have a wonderful week, everybody. We'll catch you Friday. Take care, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.